Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Nobody Panic with me, Stevie Martin. And me, Tessa Coates. And today, <laughs> so excited. Um, and today we've also joining us in the isolation studio, uh, we've got uh, Annie McGrath. Hello, Annie. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Uh, Annie is currently on lockdown on a potato farm. So we're yeah. very excited that she's here. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Terrible Wi-Fi, but lots of uh, potatoes. So good. Um, so we wanted to do an episode about, I don't know if anybody listened and if you did, if you didn't, go back and listen to it. We did a How to Understand Wine a few, like about a month ago. It feels like 17 years ago, before lockdown. And it was really, really fun. And then we thought, well, we're in this lockdown situation. Why don't we do a couple of bonus episodes about like fun hobbies, like things that you can like look a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit niche. And one of the things that we've always, I, I do not understand is art very broad to say that but like any art uh, art galleries it made me feel like I can't say anything because I'll say the wrong thing um I can't confidently I mean Tessa went, went to the affordable art fair I um, saw you both there didn't I at the private oh view. I saw you yes I bumped into you at the cloakroom classic oh God, of course it was just, meant to be just three artists just <laughs> like at the browsing fair. looking for art <laughs> And you bought some art, Tessa. That was amazing. Yes, well, there was a free bar. So um, once you Sorry, spent sort you of... bought a drink. That's what you're Sorry, what I bought was a drink. Yeah, it was a drink, drink, if not art. Well, yeah. well, exactly. As I kept saying to the bartender as they asked me to leave the free bar, um, this is art, I screamed. Um, no, I'd been there about, we'd been there about three hours. Even Stevie had been like, this is, I'm out, mate. This is, we've been here a long, this is too long. Uh, Annie, you were leaving as we came in the door. So I was really, they started playing this... In and out, done. They started playing this country and western music <laughs> to make people leave, which had the opposite <laughs> effect on me. So I was like, I'm loving it. <laughs> and then I bought, um, me and my mum were there, and we bought some art together. It's the sort of thing you, brow- you browse around, and I think everyone has felt this, and everyone's going, mmm, mmm, and very, very serious people with, you know, very serious glasses and a cardigan are mm. saying, well, quite, at each other. <laughs> and you uh and you don't and sometimes things look like absolute shit and then some things you know something you like you like and that's a lot of money is it and then you keep pointing the drunker we got the more stevie kept shouting like that's twenty thousand pounds across the room yeah and it was like a small crumpled bit of like wire and then (laughs) i don't think that ever goes away i've been to quite a lot of art fairs now and still i'm like 
how much <laughs> okay so uh, yeah. i'm not sure that goes away but. that's good that is heartening to know and also the, the thing as well is like there's, there's only so many times i can say i quite like that i don't know why I, like i want to be able to say why i like something you know like be able yeah. to say to say something so i'd sound like i've seen art before and this mm-hmm. is the first time i've left my house yeah i think what we're desperate to 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 get from you annie to give up <laughs> to give extract. up your lack to extract from you is to have any of the right language to be able to express ourselves and to have any of the sort of confident at least one like little tiny nugget of confidence so that I when want you're in, one noun one, one noun one noun that we can just keep saying you don't have to think of it just a second but right. like just one what thing about when an adjective that's fine we'll take it we'll take anything like just so when you're in those situations you aren't just like oh i mustn't say anything in case i reveal myself to be an absolute moron you know well one of the things i think stevie mentioned before was if you're on a date and you're looking for sort of ways of not sounding stupid in a gallery oh my that's, god yeah. that's that's what we're desperate for i always think less is more <laughs> an art Same. cliche so yeah. i always think the people that sound the most stupid are the people who are just constantly talking and you're like, you don't know what you... Like, everyone sounds stupid in an art gallery, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So, uh, so, so a lot of pausing and a lot of, like... Pausing. Interesting. Or maybe just, like, turning it into a question or, like, making yourself sound like you don't know very much. Like, God, I didn't realise he was working as early as that. Or something that implies <laughs> that you did know. Immediately. Like, you know about the artist. God, I hadn't realised that was the 16th century. So then it's like, oh, she knows... This is absolutely perfect. I was immediately, I was, I felt both confident and aroused at the same time. I was like, yes. I was like, I'm going to smash this date. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's perfect. And then there's like words that are quite vague as well. Yeah. Go on. um, That make you sound informed without actually saying anything because no one will question words like um, evocative. Hmm. Because what does that really mean? Gosh, it's, yeah. very, oh, it's a bit derivative. This is good. But then don't you have to say who it's derivative of? Like, that's derivative of... I, don't, I think sometimes you can leave it open. Who's going to question derivative of whom? Like, then you don't want to be on a date with that person. That's no. so true. It's a real you, litmus test. And yeah. I suppose then, the less you say, the more they... So if, if, if I was with someone... I think the panic is, if I was with someone and they went, mm, that's very derivative, I'd be like, I should say who it's derivative yeah. of but if you're saying that then the other person can be like yes it reminds me of an early some artist and you can be like that's what i thought that's yeah. the one i was thinking you of pass the baton back to them so it's like it's like tennis yeah, it's like tennis exactly. but you want them to just hold the ball the whole time yeah. like you don't want to have the ball and um, before we get too deep into it mm. i do want to ask you first what the most adult thing you've done this this week oh, is yes. yeah um well, Monday morning in lockdown, 9.30am, I made a coffee and walnut cake. That's... Um, that's not the adult thing. That's part of it. But I did, when, you know, when you bake a cake, you have to transfer it from the cake tin to the cooling rack. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. That can be mine. I'll be absolutely honest. No, I didn't it's know It's very that. difficult to do. And I managed to do it without the help of my mum. <laughs> and the cake maintained its shape. This is great. Oh, I see what you're talking about. You're talking it's, about the bit that where, where, that I know as um, the great crumbling, which is when yes, between right. oven and plate is on the floor. Or yeah, you've but got there's a bit hand. in between, so it doesn't get soggy bottom. You have to put it on a um, cooling rack, like an oven tray that's cold. 
Oh, I have no idea. Transfer the cake from the tin that it's been in to the cooling rack so that it cools without any. Is that why they have the detachable bottom? So you push up the bottom. But then you still have to sort of put it on something cold. And once it's on the bottom, you have to slide it onto the cooling rack. Yeah, which is stressful. Oh, bloody hell. Well done. Was it delicious? (laughs) It was delicious. Yeah, really good. Wow. That's well Well done, Annie. That's really great. Well done. That's excellent. don't even know what a cooling rack is now i know but i want to go immediately back to art just quickly before we delve into more sort of things to say because i'm basically champing at the bit chomping at the bit chomping at the bite to talk about more about that because ideal you've got uh annie is a writer actor comedian podcaster is that right yeah is that, that's right yeah um baker. and baker and cooling rack enthusiast yeah. Cooler, she's cool things, um, and also like please do listen to her podcast, um, Secret Artist, which is excellent. And basically, she gets comedians on, um, funny people on, um, and paint. You, you paint something, you make something with them, and then you learn. Yes. You learn about them. You learn about like what they feel about painting. It's like it's like um, it's like it's one of the most lovely things to like pop on when 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 you're like cooking or when I mean I've never cooked but like when you're <laughs> you know like it's it's really relaxing is what I mean to say oh, it's really you. nice and like really funny and I think that um yeah anyone listening has like the it, you don't have to know anything about art to like really in, in, enjoy it but you did you study I did an art foundation course at Camberwell so right. I did painting for a year and then I went to Leeds and did English and theatre did you? Okay, so cool. All the useless subjects. <laughs> yeah, the holy triumvirate of yeah. absolute dross. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but so you did do a, a year of an art foundation. You are really, yeah. really into art. You, you do paintings. You do commissions, don't you? You take. Yeah, take I do commissions. I do sort of landscape and figurative painting. And, yeah. Figurative means it's got a figure in a figure. A in figure. It? Things with a figure mm. or a landscape. That one I that one I had and I got a grasp. You nailed that, that, Tessa. But figurative, I was like, I'll just I'll just check. But also very quickly, just to move it away from me. But that was very nice of you. Thank you, Um, Tessa. You're also an artist. Let's be honest. Oh, I knew that was coming. Of course, of course. Stevie, I think you are too, and I'd love (laughs) you both to be on the podcast as well. That's very kind. We both love to be on the podcast. I'm. Not, but I was going to say why Annie thinks that is that at Christmas, Annie ran an amazing charity art fair, would we call it? Art gallery? Exhibition, yeah. Exhibition, that's the correct word. Thank you. You're going to have to really come in with a lot of the nouns for me. Art. Art. Art in the room. Yeah, (laughs) Big art in the room. And uh, it was for, uh, it was a charity thing that you, that people, comedians submitted an art piece and then they could, they were so bought by the general public. Yeah, um, it was wonderful, and you and she did not have any faith in it to the extent where she, met, she tried to get me to buy it, and I was like, I don't want to in case someone else buys it, and then I've taken away what could be a real genuine pleasure. Next day, lo bought. and behold, my it cousin bought. bought it. It got bought. <laughs> she absolutely I can loves believe- it. I couldn't believe it. I did this piece of the moon, everyone, and I took the lessons that me and Stevie learned at the Battersea Art Fair while we were getting drunker and drunker and bellowing things across the room, which was, I did this painting of the moon, I did it on an old French <laughs> magazine. Man. An old French man. <laughs> he just stood in the corner of the exhibition for me. No, so I was like, so at least people will say like, oh, that's on an interesting bit of paper, I thought people would say. And then I did the frame and I sort of flicked a bit of white paint at it. So the frame looked like space. (laughs) Basically, I was trying to like detract away from my lack of skill as much as possible with a lot of like faff. That was great. 
You're really it, playing it down, but it was beautiful. It looked beautiful. And, it, and it also, like, I, she got me to take a photo and, like, a video so we could see, like, if it stuck out badly among everything. Yeah, I was so worried. <laughs> Tried to play with it. Absolutely didn't. If anything, it was one of the best ones. Like, it so it was like, it was so lovely. So that's why. But look, isn't everyone an artist in a way? In a way. Also, in a way. Two, the only two moon paintings in the exhibition, mine and yours. <gasps> wow. I love the moon. We love, love the moon. moon. I love the moon. Well, that's exactly what you're saying, Sia. I was going to say, like, you don't, when you walk into, like, playgroup, as I regularly do, you you don't see children saying, like, oh, I'm not, I can't do this, you know. I'm not an artist, I'm not an artist, but I will, like, oh, like, I'm not a sculptorist, but I will, like, have a go at that clay. Like, they're just like, I'm going to make my father in clay. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah. So it's not like we aren't naturally good. We're born with the confidence. We just sometimes, somehow along the way, we just, we lose all of that, you know. So, Alex. Right. I want to ask you, and it's a very big question, it's probably too much, but imagine you're talking to someone who I mean, genuinely did not know what figurative means. I don't know what any of the words are other than that is a painting. Mm-hmm. What would you say for someone like me, I like the, the broad sort of categories of art. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about, I, I can tell a sculpture from a painting, but I mean yeah. like, like, oh, well, that's, look I don't even know what's it like the National Portrait Gallery and like a Jackson Pollock uh, only two pieces of art I know they're very different <laughs> what they are different things yeah one's a sort of museum so I, I've what I've done is I thought I'd um summarize five different periods of art for you ah! um, yawn they screamed I want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert on art history by any means so hopefully you're the most expert in this current room so thank you so I thought um, I'd just give you a few little tidbits about some, some art history periods. I'll gobble them up. Okay, so the medieval is a period from 500 AD to 1400 AD. Earlier than I was expecting, let me tell you. <laughs> wow. And okay. that's like loads of church stuff. So anything you see that's sort of very um, religious, like crucifixes, basically you're looking for Jesus, you're looking for gold, and like medieval. And who among us is not looking for Jesus and gold, you know, day to day? Especially in lockdown, that's all I'm after. A lot of demons and devils and things? I'd say more sort of saints and things like that. Okay, okay. So you can say like, regardless of whether it is actually medieval or not, you can say this has real medieval undertones here, you know, this like- Yeah, you can say, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the sort of medieval period. Reminiscent mm. of, okay, Remin- taking no, notes. Reminiscent people. of is good, yeah. Um, then the next one I thought I'd summarise is the Renaissance period. Oh, very sexy. And I thought a good way of remembering um, some of the key artists is because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are all named after Renaissance artists. Raphael, Michelangelo, yeah. Donatella. Yeah. David? (laughs) Leonardo. Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello. Raphael. 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 And That's your Renaissance, guys. Perfect. Um, So they're sort of really into, like, very attention to detail stuff, like human form, lots of sort of strong men, like, touching each other. Are they the ones that that where there's, like, big strong men and they have, like, tiny little penises? Because there is a real, there is a very, it's like noticeably tiny, I would say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it used to be a sign of, did it used to be a sign of strength? To have a tiny penis. Tiny little penis. Yeah, and then it's well, all... That was a real PR job by somebody with a small <laughs> dick. 
It's like, oh, just, actually, guys, it's uh, I think you'll find. It's actually a symbol of power. <laughs> I think it was a meme, so maybe it wasn't. But it was something about like how when you when you see those like sculptures and they've got like tiny little pieces, it makes their thighs and their muscles look so much bigger. Um, so maybe that's a thing. Sure. You you want a man with big old thighs, apparently. So. Yeah. Um, so the next period I thought I'd mention is Impressionism, which my mum mm. uh, recently described as a load of old shite. She's right. Irish, mm. so she can sort of get away with shite. But you'll recognise that. That's like your Monet's, your Manet's, your Pissarro. Ringing any bells? Uh, yeah. I'm already stressed that there's a man called Monet and Manet, and they're two different men. That's deeply Same period. It is stressful. And one, you'd think that they should have got together and been like, listen, one of us is going to have to change, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so somebody's doing the lilies? Yeah, Monet is the lilies. What What do impressionists do? The whole idea is that they create, like, an impression of a picture rather than, like, a realistic depiction. Oh, of course. Mm, delicious, so like of course, yes. Little, little brush strokes. Almost quite childlike and... Finger painting. Finger painting. Like, focused on colour and light, so lots of, like, pastels and... They're sort of quite sketchy looking. Okay. I'm doing a lot of movement with my hand that won't come across to the listener. What was the thinking behind the Impressionism? Like, why were they suddenly like, we should try this? Were they like bored of all the realistic stuff? Is it like, is it like, yeah. like in literature and it's like, whenever it goes one way, it always swings back the other way. The next period is always yeah. completely different to the one before. I think that's exactly right. Before that was like realism. So everything was very sort of photographic and it was like people were trying to create the most accurate depictions of real life. And then suddenly they were like, fuck this. Let's just make it like the idea of what the landscape is. Like. Lovely. I think mm. I like that because then if you're an impressionist, you can be like, you can draw, say, a bridge and it'd be wrong. And you'd be like, well, it's an impression of a bridge, isn't it? So um, go on, what's, what's, what's the next? Okay, the next one I've written down is Cubism. Oh. Which is 1907 to 1914. And this is the sort of art that I think you'd get a lot of people being like, well, my four-year-old could do that. Mm. It's quite, like, abstract. Picasso is one of our main guys. Mm. Lots of distorted shapes and, again, not at all realistic. Mm. I don't think... Um, I think I did cubism for GCSE art, I think, and um, I struggled very much with that because it was, like, I, I didn't know how to... You know, we had to, like, do a still life. You had to do, like, a proper still life, realism. Reminiscent yeah. of the of the re, uh, Renaissance. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, and then we had to do a cubist version, and I it was just like, well, I don't like, I don't know how, I don't know what you want. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. Just chop it all up and stick it on top of each other in the wrong places. Yeah, yeah that's I, I went to. I'm going to say I went to Picasso's house, but as I say that, that can't be right. But I think at some point I've definitely been to a either a Picasso exhibition or a museum or something um in the picasso museum there was some drawings that he did when he was 11 and they were the most beautiful things you've ever seen like some were the, of his mum some were of a beautiful of a, i think of a christening like they were just like outrageously beautiful and you sort of thought and then when you the later and later you got into his life the more it was just this like chaos the stuff that you're like well my four-year-old could do that um yeah and i think that's why people find it so sort of hard to get their heads around because uh, it's not as nice to look at as his yeah. <laughs> early stuff. And that's a sort of... Dark. Yeah, I kind of agree. I saw a lot... I think it was in Malaga. I went to a Picasso museum and 
loads I was so impressed by his early stuff and how actually good at drawing he was and it's really really hard to come away not sounding like a total dunce by being like whispering under your breath why doesn't he just do the good stuff you know like (laughs) why did he bother with this weird this weird shit you know perhaps you could say um it's 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 an odd thing to say but I'm I'm just less into cubism than 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 many and then live. Love very powerful, Mike Stevie. Mike I don't. Drop. I don't have the words. Like I don't have the in between words. Now I've got the nouns, and now Annie's given me reminiscent of. That's all. I, I can only put it in that format. I think that's good. Everything okay. you said has been great. Great. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, one more Please. period. I was going to just quickly mention is op art. Pop art. That's no. Oh, op art. Which is pre-pop. Okay. So this is like fifties and sixties, and this is when technology is all a go and this is people like Bridget Riley who do lots of like pattern colour shape type things where you stare at a page and then it like becomes a shape optical illusion basically anything that makes you feel dizzy is it that's That's off art and if I saw something and someone was like well it's very contemporary what's the cutoff is it like is 90s not contemporary do you know what I mean? Like, what's, what, what does contemporary mean? Contemporary means now. And then before contemporary was modern. That, that's confusing because you would think that modern is now, but modern, we've had modern. Well, that, that, <laughs> when was it? When, we've missed it. Modern, when was modern? Modern was in the past. Modern is from, like, the 1860s to the 1970s. That checks out because I remember doing English Lit degree and taking modern as a module because I was like yeah I want to read some books from now please yeah. and it was all like uh, yeah yeah stuff. which was fine yeah. but it, that wasn't what I wanted no so we've had modern and we're currently in the contemporary era yeah. what's going to happen when yeah. we get to beyond contemporary because we got to come up with another name for now <laughs> yeah it's so confusing I don't know who decides on the uh, names neoclassical neo-contemporary Oh, okay. mm, that's good. Options, just uh, offering the art world some ideas for oh. the next era. And oh, wait, we've had neoclassical. We've had it. Well, what about if we have neo-contemporary? Oh, neo-contemporary is good. Neoclassical is like 18th century. Okay. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so... We touched on this at the start, but what are some other things you can say, good, valid things to say and do at at the gallery? We've got say less. We've got say that's very reminiscent of. We say, oh gosh, I didn't realise he was working that early. Yeah. Gosh, 16th century. Gosh. Much later than I thought. Gosh. You just keep saying gosh and then (laughs) just saying like gosh and then someone says what and you say, well, quite. And then (laughs) just move on. You can also detract from your conversation by just laughing at what other people are saying. That's the most fun thing to do at galleries. Uh, Did you hear what they said? Ah. Well, so mean. I'm the person that people will be laughing at. No, you're not. So other things you can focus on, I guess. Uh, Colour. It's simple. It seems obvious, but... So what do we say say about the colour? You could say something like, again, gosh... <laughs> Real depth, this depth. I think the struggle say. is that, like, you just want to say, like, I like that, and it's very hard to yeah. be like, well, and then someone will be like, oh, why? And you'd be like, nice depth. Well, I also don't think you should have to justify why. I mean, there's a lot of pretension in the art world, isn't mm. there? But I You're think right. it's valid to just say, I like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I think, if I may, that I think a lot of this. Yeah how we express ourselves in there or how you you people you folk express yourself I think a lot of it seems to be about the artist's creation as opposed to just your Mm. own personal interpretation of it so it seems to be a lot of like um his use of detail his you you know or their use of um the abstract brush strokes um the use of color rather than just like the color so it seems very much about interpreting it as a the process, the process. exactly it. right process also a good word process quite gosh should we go to the good <laughs> yes. oh, no, we went on a french trip once and um everybody we, we once in an art gallery i saw a woman just go oh go the cart cart postale like can we go and buy a postcard please love this now which i was like yes that's how it feels all the time being like to the gift shop that's all anyone wants all we used to want is to buy a postcard to prove that we've been to an exhibition mm. and now it's just take a photo for instagram yeah that's true Done. what's the what that's interesting what can you take photo are you allowed to take photos of art I think some some galleries like people taking photos because it creates a buzz and then more people go to the exhibition. But then sometimes because the paintings are so old, they worry that photography will, with the flash on, will damage the painting. Yeah, sure. Now, who are your favourite artists? Like, who do you love? I really like, um, there's a woman called Geneve Figgis, who's an Irish artist, and she paints quite sort of distorted figures within landscapes and they, they have, again her use of color <laughs> now i'm worried about using any no no colors. please use them but so yeah. we know to use we want them we want the buzz they're just quite sort of magical and a bit grotesque as well so i love her again i like a, a man called peter doig who similarly does like sort of magical landscapes so the color is really vibrant and the scenes look quite realistic but there's like an edge to yeah. them. yeah nice so i like that kind of thing that's nice. Um, Tom DeFreston, he's an artist who I know who's brilliant. I love his stuff. 
figurative figurative so you're very very into figurative I'm into figurative yeah there's a woman on Instagram who is called Sarah Shaquille you might have seen her stuff she uses like crystals oh so she she's been doing a lot of stuff recently um taking photos of doctors wearing PPE but then she like digitally adds crystals to make them look sort of supernatural I would love her oh yeah she's great I mean some of it I'm like that's the tackiest thing I've ever seen but I love it <laughs> yeah one more my friend my friend Roz Edenbrow is amazing she does like floral prints um so she's great Jenny Savile you probably recognize her stuff again she does like quite grotesque figures so some of them are quite crude like nude paintings but with really like thick paint um and it's grotesque what it sounds like as in like it's sort of slightly mutated forms a bit like not shocking but a bit more like (laughs) oh I can only yeah yeah exactly Exactly. right oh okay like not sure your granny would like it a thick brush isn't it I like Dagar yeah he's great that's all I've come up with who's Dagar the one one with the ballerinas who do you like Stevie I don't I actually genuinely don't have I know that when we went to the um the art fair I really like kind of slightly odd landscapes so there's one that was like all these like black trees and then white almost like whited out figures and there was like black and red and white and it was quite like bold I quite like Mm. I quite like bold print type things and Mm. I really like I'm a sucker for something painted on some newspaper that's why I love Tessa's moon I think Stevie you really like bold contemporary mixed medium (gasps) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's great great stuff things on things that's that's things on things love things on things um, on things. Maybe that's the next genre in art history. There's contemporary, there's modern, there's contemporary, there's things on things. Talking about, do you know any current trends in art? Like, as in, is there like a movement happening at the moment that we see a lot of that maybe, I don't know, maybe Instagram is affecting or I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think about this. Definitely technology in art is, has become a trend. And with the lockdown, there's been loads of different trends and exhibitions are now being put online. There's like online auctions. Mm. Um, there's definitely, I don't know if this is because of the lockdown, but there seems to be a lot of like behind the scenes, as in artists showing how they work uh, in their own homes and posting out like videos of them teaching art to mm. make it more accessible. I'm a sucker for a time lapse, you know, when you see how oh, someone's yeah, drawn that. that, watch that all day. Yeah, another trend I've noticed recently is like twee pictures, but with something crude written on them. So... I don't know if you remember at the exhibition that I curated, Rose Matafeo did a sort of beautiful floral embroidery and then it mm-hmm. had never-ending dread sewn onto it. Yes, yes. And I think that kind of contrast is becoming popular. So my question was, about, I guess, if you wanted to sort of tiptoe yourself into art and you were ready to, like, do a bit of beginner learning or whatever, if there was either any great online resources or and that people could learn more about a bit more of a history of these p- amazing periods of art. And the second phase was if anyone's looking to buy art and start sort of building themselves a collection, um, if there was any affordable places that do lots of good things, or if you just recommend sort of going to, I don't know, I don't even know where you begin on your art journey. In terms of um, learning how to do art at the moment there's an instagram account called isolation art school mm. so they're getting well-known artists to do sort of lessons so anyone can 
take part in those on Instagram. Then in terms of building a collection, I mean, it is hard to know where to start. I think art fairs are useful because you can get an idea of what you like. Art fairs are where there's like hundreds of dealers. Mm. I know you know that, but <laughs> just in case people no, don't. And the affordable art fair is a good one to start at because, I mean, affordable, the word can be misleading because it's not affordable for lots of people, but that's the sort of cheaper end of the scale yeah. in terms of buying art. Um, there's London Art Fair as well, which is, I guess, one up from the affordable art fair in terms of how it's perceived. But again, a good place for looking at um, what sort of art you might like to start collecting. Mm. And then there's loads of stuff online. I think Instagram is a great place to find art in terms of online exhibitions like the Royal Academy are doing all of their exhibitions online at the moment so it's quite weird you can visit the galleries and there's no people there you just look around the art that's quite nice and also probably probably be quite like quick as well because you're often like queuing or you're often like just like just get in have a look around and also it takes the pressure of having to say anything about the art because oh, so you're true. in the comfort of you're your own so home. right and then you yeah. can just whisper your special phrases to yourself yeah you can just go Quite, quite the depth. Um, there's also um, the National Portrait Gallery are also they've really got involved on Twitter and they're tweeting out famous works of art and asking people to recreate them. And so, so oh, I love that. Yeah. So sometimes that people are doing really beautiful paintings and representing things, and sometimes people are like making it in fruit and like making it out of pasta shapes, and it's really lovely. And sometimes they'll say things like, "Well, the other day they did do um, draw a bat, and it was felt like slightly misjudged." <laughs> under the circumstances not now guys not now guys it really felt like they hadn't as though someone was like oh fuck like they really hadn't thought oh yeah maybe a bat isn't the yeah. ideal thing um well they scheduled it like a year ago. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how could they ever have known <laughs> but that's been a really lovely thing of seeing just how like creative people are and what lovely bat drawings they did indeed come up with yeah and also the rainbows in support of the NHS. That's been a nice sort of trend. That, has, that is lovely. Mainly kids, but that's been Why not? a you, nice thing. Have you done a rainbow, Annie? I haven't done one, not because I don't want to, but because I'm on a potato farm in the middle of nowhere. No one would see it. You could do potato prints. I could do a potato print. <gasps> That'd be very good, wouldn't it? I haven't done one of those for ages. That's such a good idea. Her use of potato print in this piece is really <laughs> reminiscent of the medieval period and also evocative of her time on the potato farm during her blue period in lockdown, of course. Yeah. Of course. I'm going to start doing some potato prints. Please do. Thanks, guys. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Look, what I think is so nice is the idea that you don't have to be a special person or to like like a piece of work. Like on Instagram as well, there are always, you know, like my, even my like my my sister does these like ink paintings, ink drawings, and they're really really beautiful. She she wouldn't ever describe herself as an artist, but it's like if you if you're on Instagram and you see something that you think is really nice and someone's selling it for like thirty quid, you're like like there's no reason to be like oh well it's not uh, Manet. So it's like it's all very democratizing. It's quite it's quite it's a lot easier now to get access to like a nice affordable print isn't it i was just going to mention that i've done some work with an art charity called kersler arts so they do an award scheme in prisons um so they get prisoners to create artworks and enter them into an award scheme and then they hold an exhibition at the south bank center each year so that's mm. quite a nice way of making art accessible to everyone and i think it also just shows how art can be like a therapeutic process rather than 
Like it doesn't have to be for someone to view necessarily. It can be a release. Definitely. Creating it. Absolutely. Our friend Ellie's mum runs a charity called The Art Room, which the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate, chose to, as her patron to be the charity of. It's oh, just really? this lovely small charity. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's for, yeah, it's, it's offering art as a therapy, um, you know, for children who might otherwise have like nowhere else to be able to express themselves and do creative, interesting, you know, things. I think it's such an amazing uh, restorative thing to be able to do to create art well I've got, so- got quite a few friends like who are not artists they would describe themselves as like, directors or actors or whatever and they just but they just really like painting and they'll like pop some things up on their Instagram and but they're not necessarily selling them it's just obviously like a thing that is like they just wanted to do it they've got a camp they've got a little easel that they got off uh, eBay and they get some they buy canvases they buy paints and then they just like have a go and I think there's something there's a really good skill in just letting yourself go and not worrying about worrying about whether other people will like it because look we're like Picasso was a bit shit like so if, if we're thinking that then whatever you do whatever anyone does it's like it's, it's Quentin Blake and his banana hands isn't it like my boyfriend being like I can't draw I can't do this like anything that you create is it's great because you've created it it's yours and you've done it and also what's what's so nice about like lots of these like galleries like the Tate and like you know like whenever you go into uh, there are some galleries which make you feel like oh god I should really know these things and then there are some that are a lot more friendly and a lot more accessible even things like the Turner where you're like what's that it opens you up to just kind of either like it or not like it rather than go like oh I know this is reminiscent of or like ah this reminds this is the depth of color you can literally just be like that's nice and to not feel you know to not feel bad for just like liking things or not liking things yeah I think with art in a similar way to like wine or classical music or anything that sort of feels like it's of a you know you have to you know really know before you're allowed to you know have an opinion whereas really I think what this is teaching us is like Oh, Emily ones, you've got a pair of eyes, in which case you can enjoy it, you know? Absolutely. Definitely. I think art has the perception of being a, quite a niche, like elitist form, but I think definitely the lockdown has proven that everyone can do it. And yes, you need to have like a certain amount of materials, but if you've got like a piece of paper and a pencil, you can, or just some coffee. I've seen art made out of coffee. That's cool. Um, there was something on the Grayson Perry show with, where someone made a portrait of him out of soy sauce and spaghetti. So we're all bloody artists, for God's sake. There we go. We're all bloody artists, for God's sake. That's a nice, that's a nice thing to leave on, isn't it? Annie, what's your, uh, how can people follow you? How can people find you? Um, I'm on the potato farm. Right, yeah. Yes. I'm on Twitter, at Annie McTweet, and the podcast is Secret Artists, and it's on ACAST. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the handle for that is Secret Art Pod. And your artist Instagram is McGrath.art? Yeah, and I've actually just built a website. Oh, yes, so please. What's your website? I think it's amagrath.art. Are you accepting commissions and things during lockdown? I am. I am indeed, yeah. Right. So there's examples of my, my work on there. <laughs> and I'm inspired. There's quite a few people on Instagram that I, you know, have always been like, oh, that's lovely. And I just think that's lovely from a distance. And I'm going to actually get in touch with them and say, like, can I buy you a nice thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, do. Can now's I, the time. Now's the time. Yeah, and then, it, then they say 600 pounds. There you go. Yeah. And then oh. they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working to 8,000 pounds commission. I'm like, well, very good luck and goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, please do as well for, uh, follow us. We're at Nobody Panic Pod. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes nobody panic podcast at gmail.com and i'm at stevm the s is a five at tessa coats 
There she is. There she is. There she blows. Thank you so much, Annie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy that both me and Stevie kept trying to outdo each other with impressing you. Yeah. Well, perhaps we could say this, mother. (laughs) I'm very impressed by both of you. Thank you, gold star. But if you had to choose who was best in the... I couldn't grade you. It's actually subjective. (gasps) Yeah. That's a good word. Subjective. Yeah. Everything is subjective. That's it. Everything's subjective. Don't let anybody make you feel that your opinion is doesn't count because it's literally exactly. subjective. Absolutely. That's, but do subjectively uh, download and subscribe to our podcast and just <laughs> and objectively <laughs> like the podcast. Review it because yeah. it is objectively, objectively five stars. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> excellent. But yeah, see you next week, guys. Have a lovely week and maybe maybe have a little paint. Buy some art, make some art. Have a go on Instagram. Fill, fill your Instagram feed with, with lovely art. Art for all. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and... Oh, it might be, I I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.